It's all going wrong. Guitar Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Big Andy and Little Dan. <laughs> What's going on with your picture, Dan? You're all small again. <laughs> it's all going wrong, and the live chat for some reason is, is not working, so we're trying to get the live chat on screen. They can't hear you. Uh, hang on then, let me go over to the live chat and I will see. Can you hear me, guys? Tiny Dan has no audio. Well, that's that's kind of how I like it. Hey, can you hear me? Me. Definitely can't hear Dan. Okay, I will try and fix that whilst I'm throwing Dan around in, in this. What is going on? This is going terribly well, Dan. No, definitely don't. Oh, wait. There. There we go. You should be able to hear Dan from now on. I don't know why I'm shouting into this poor microphone. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear me now? Yeah, that... you're loud. Guillaume says you're loud. We can hear you, but we can't hear Dan. All right. What about Dan? Uh, and how how are my levels? My levels should be good. Oh yeah. You're loud. You're loud. Your face. So, um, I'm gonna try and sort Dan's little picture out. We're using a thing called OBS, which I spent a week learning. And my computer spent the rest of the time screwing with me. Awesome. They all they all said yes, 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 yes. Yay, yay. Yeah, great. Now, how's the balance between our voices? Am I still super loud? I mean, I, I should talk as a reference. Then you can talk again. Uh, ASMR levels of smooth. Welcome to the Guitar Stories Smoothness Podcast. Hi, welcome. We scratch on things to make you feel good. What are you drinking there, Dan? Is that a new sponsor? Um, no, that's just Mezzo Mix. It's a Coke uh, lemonade mixture. Uh huh. And it's yummy. And if I drink it, I have love in my tummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I've got water in my tummy. And I'm going to try and get this live chat onto the screen. Here we go. Thank you so much, everybody, for not only just waiting for us, but also putting up with this guff. <laughs> audio is Valeria says audio is good. This yeah, is amazing. Oh, amazing. Cool. Now, if we see the live chat, then we could start right away. It should be coming online in a few seconds. There we go. There Dan. you go. Oh, awesome. yeah. Balanced AF, balanced Andy Ferris. So, <laughs> do remember to uh, guard your privacy and abide by our community guidelines, everybody. Don't forget that. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. <laughs> It's so good to see so many returning people in the chat, Dan. Um, we did this last week. It will be growing. It will be evolving. There will be a time in the future when there are less and less gremlins. Um, but I know that Dan and I love doing this. So the main reason we come is just to hang out with each other. And there's a bonus <laughs> that everybody watching is also here. So thank you so much from the bottom of my bottom. Hey, hey. Um, so... That is so big, lol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dear! Oh my goodness! 
uh, it's like an assist and i'm i'm trying to score but no i'm not no i'm not doing that now we've got down we've got so much coming up this week isn't that right oh yeah we've got yep, yep, on-screen yep. graphics we've got dan changing size throughout the podcast we've yeah. got themes and recurring Life themes yeah. yeah it's getting um, I, yeah. I feel like it's getting a proper structure I feel like it is. I mean, I've got lights behind me now. Look at that. I've got green on this side. No, this side. Mm -hmm. And red on that side. And I'm yeah. really enjoying it. I've also got a new microphone because, you know, I needed to spend some money. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm having a good time. Um, I am so uh, flustered. I don't know what we're doing tonight. I know that I've got buttons to press. And when I press them, um, things happen. All right. So, uh in the chat, if you've got any questions for us or anything you'd like to talk about or bring up, let us know. Um, we can, of course, see the chat on screen. It kind of reminds me of being back, um, like those little chat rooms you could get, like MSN Messenger and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just need that ICQ. ICQ, oh. yeah. M-I-R-T-Q-R. That one. That was the one. ICQ. Is that like, uh, this is a question for the chat. Do you guys still remember your ICQ number? I still have it like engraved in my brain. What is it, Dan? I want to know your number. Seven seven eight nine five seven seven one five eight seven one five eight seven one. Mm. Yep, it's like it's deep in here. I can't do anything about that. I still have my, oh, my social security number from England, even though that's not what they call it. National national <laughs> national something. Yeah, that's weird. JJ. I won't do it all, but it starts with JJ619731 and then something else. That's weird. <laughs> I'm not a number. I'm a free man. Uh, Guillaume, yeah. my experience with this Shure microphone so far is that it sounds, for me, brilliant. Uh, and Dan, you can hear me. How does it sound to you, mate? Awesome. Like we tested earlier this day and and you already sent me a couple of videos with it. It sounds really nice and it's super versatile. You said you can either plug it in via XLR or just USB. So it's kind of plug and play. Hmm. Yeah, it's going through a USB for all you USB freaks out there. That's brilliant. It sounds enough like an SM7B to not worry about, um, you know, buying an SM7B, I guess. <laughs> Which I also what, did. Do you know, do you know for, for how much it retails? This mic? Uh, in the high 200s. In the high 200s. Yeah. Okay. So it ain't cheap. It's nothing like your T-bone there, Dan. Um, so the question is, yep. is it you know, 200 bucks worth more? I'm not reviewing a mic right now. Maybe I'll do it in the future. Um, should mm. we do some, some gear news, Dan? Do you want to do some yeah, gear please. news? Oh, watch this, then. Check this out. Huh? Mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so gear news. I got a new mic. <laughs> yeah. You already told us about it. Oh, did I? Oh, I shouldn't have covered that so far. Um, I nah. have. I am planning to do so much on this microphone from a guitarist point of view because I I love the SM7B on a cab. Um, I think it's nice and warm, rich, and, and fuller than an SM7. SM57, sorry. And... Uh, also, there's a cable you can plug this directly into iPhone or iPad. So I think this could be possibly one of the best ways to get great audio onto things like Instagram and stuff like that. That is super interesting. 
wow. because directly into the iPhone, you know, an iPad is is a pain sometimes. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. What about your your um, gear news? What have we had released this week that you know about, Dan? <laughs> do you mean from our brands or from other you, brands? You can do Ibanez first if you want. Nope, nope. I'm saving that up for December 1st. So oh. keep your eyes peeled for some great news. But sneaky peeky, I already sent Andy uh, a package today, which contains two pedals. Yes. So uh, we'll definitely see some, some pretty cool pedal tests. So... Yeah, looking forward to that. But talking about gear news, um, we had we have super brand new information about Martin guitars. Mm -hmm. Andy, did you did you hear about uh, Chris Chris Martin the fourth leaving the CEO position by mid of next year? I knew he was leaving. I didn't know when, but I knew he was. I think stepping down is kind of the the best turn, isn't it? Because he's yeah yeah um, passing the torch. Passing the torch. There we go. That's beautiful. Yeah, um, I think he said like he just wasn't cut out for that job, as far as I remember. Yeah, uh, he said he wasn't comfortable or, or didn't want to to take on that position of responsibility. And uh, I really respect someone for doing that. To know know when you're not, um, maybe just not having fun, you know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, but Martin yeah. are continuing to make great guitars, as, as far as I can tell from the ones I've played recently. Yep. But um, yeah, the interesting news about that was was that they announced a change in distributor for Germany. Mm -hmm. So they had a pretty interesting constellation because there was a company called AMI, and they were, uh, or they are still the brand holder for Sigma Guitars. And I think Sigma Guitars is a quite quite renowned brand within Europe. Yeah. So and they were like like the Gibson and an Epiphone, with the little difference that uh, Sigma Guitars belonged to AMI, to the distributor, the German distributor of Martin in Germany. And Martin Guitars, well, is a US brand that uh, they distributed for 30 years now. But apparently that has changed, and uh, they just, like yesterday, announced a change of distributorship. So from, I think, January on, the new distributor will be MuseFX. It's a Dutch company, Dutch distribution company. What does they that mean for the brands. guitar world, Dan? What does that mean? Are we going to get cheaper guitars? Are they going to be more expensive? <laughs> Is there going to be more of them, less of them? What do you think? That's very difficult to say, actually, because Music Facts, to be honest, I, I didn't really have them on the map. I was thinking about, okay, if they announce a switch of uh, distributorship, maybe they go with a very specialized dealer, like the Fellowship of Acoustics, for instance, mm -hmm. in the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a rather small dealer compared to, let's say, Guitar Center or Toman. But they are very, very specialized, and they are very credible when it comes to acoustic guitars. I was thinking, okay, maybe they go with, with uh, such a dealer as a, like a, a hub within Europe, and then they, you know, ship direct to a couple big guys like Bax or Toma. But having like a real distributor with uh, subsidiaries in the UK and other territories, um, I don't know what's 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 going, what's actually happening. If there will be any big change. In terms of pricing, I don't think so because the pricing structure doesn't change. You still have that extra cut that you have to make as a distributor. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't see any changes here. Um, no, not really. It's it's kind of hard to, to really to really tell what the ramifications will be. But I don't I don't see like a significant shift either in prices or in availability. It'll be interesting to see if the if music effects will be working with other dealers than AMI has done before. Sure. You know? 
because you, you usually you got your contacts and your go-to guys that you approach. So let's say the dealer dealer um, landscape that could change quite a bit. Yeah, a lot has changed in this year, as you know, and a lot of distributors have actually lost brands and brands are going uh, independent. So I was surprised mm -hmm. to see Martin go to another distributor. I thought it was another move to to go solo, as it were. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe all the way because they're based obviously in America that coming over to Europe for themselves is just too much work. Who knows? No. Who knows? That's a, it's, an, it's a very long distance. That whole transatlantic you know, distance thing is, I mean, how do you manage your brand overseas? Mm. I mean, if you're, if you're so, stuck somewhere in the, in the US, you don't know what's happening in Hungary and Germany and Austria. I mean, you've you got to have people, you know, right on the floor, like on the, talking to the sales guys and visiting them on a regular basis. Otherwise, it's it's very loose and so you don't really you, have that you've kind just of grown again, then. Um, ooh. <laughs> we don't know why. If anyone uses it, sorry to talk over you, Dan, but if anyone knows what they're doing with OBS, why Skype keeps um, putting Dan big and small again, we don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean... I, I don't have any idea really what's going on in the US. So why should they know what's going on over here? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's and right. You've gone yeah, that's a good point. Basel, Basel just stated that uh, the Fellowship of Acoustic, uh, he doesn't think they are suited for being a distributor because they don't have the infrastructure. And that's a big part. You know, as a distributor, you've got to have uh, a warehouse. You've mm. got to have good logistics. You've got to ship within one or two days. Otherwise, uh, dealers are not going to accept uh, working with you because uh, you know customers they want stuff immediately uh, and uh, so I, I, I'm not really sure I'm, I don't even know like I, I can barely assess how powerful music effects will be when it comes to distribution of, of Martin guitars in Germany so but it's it's interesting to see a big like a major major and uh, company like Martin make that move after 30 years it's like I mean if you if you're together with your with your girlfriend or wife for 30 years it's a whole life or half of a life at yeah. least so you don't easily break off up after that period of time no it, i hope it was uh, amicable and you know they split everything down the middle yeah and uh, i hope the kids are okay <laughs> yeah me too by meaning which the, <laughs> the, the guitarist the guitarist sorry yeah. i'm gonna yeah. give some shout outs to the people in the chat because we've got some returning names um we've got amanda's here and valeria's here and krena has just released a video on his channel of a song he's done um so i'm gonna look at that after this stream we've got guillaume of course if you don't know who guillaume is then he is the uh the other big g from toman and from his uh music stuff that he does himself first ep very 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 good i enjoy it second ep dan coming very soon he tells me oh, uh, wow, we've also awesome. got producer like a pro which is warren hewitt in the chat hello warren nice to see you please respond to my skype messages when you can again <laughs> <laughs> exactly there so so my friend warren is over in the us even though he's a brit and we have trouble you know keeping up with each other so this this little <laughs> thing called sleep um, there's something. There is some more gear that I want to bring up. There's the Zvex um, Chase Bliss collaboration pedal, which I think Guillaume put into the chat as well. Um, these are two brands that got together because of the Pedals movie or Pedal movie that was put together by um, uh, Reverb. So Reverb went around and uh, made a movie about guitar pedals, and um, it's shaping <laughs> up. I I don't know if it's released. I I. I don't know. Let me know if you, if you know in the chat. Or, or Dan, do you know if it's released? Have you heard of it before? No. Nope, not at all. 
Uh, I saw some pre-cuts and some nice stuff, but it's um, it looks really good. Now, Chase Bliss and Zvex, uh, two very well-known pedal brands, are working together, and they've teased some stuff on Instagram, and now Warren is writing to me on Skype. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of busy at the moment. Um, yeah, uh, that's going to be an interesting pedal because Chase Bliss uh, makes some beautiful stuff. Nothing I've ever featured on the channel, but I've played them personally, and it's super quality stuff and, and kind of weird, freaky stuff sometimes as well. Um, so I'd love to see what they're going to come up together with, with Zvex. Um, the two sort of brands do fit together, in my opinion. Not the, in the sense that they do the same sort of gear and same sort of pedals, but in the sense that the the ethics and the, the sort of image of the company fits together, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very is interested. Like, is that like a long term relationship, or is it just like one shot and they see what what's going to happen? As far as I know, it's it's going to be a limited edition one shot. Um, oh wow, okay. But uh, it's Zvex is you might know from the Fuzz Factory, and Chase Bliss tend to put tons and tons of buttons and options on their pedals, <laughs> so you know you could end up with something MIDI controlled fuzz pedal, which would be awesome. Mm. Sounds pretty cool. Released today. I mean, those kind of collaborations. Ah, sorry, sorry. Released oh, wow. today. Um, the other Andy already oh. demoed it. You mean Andy number one, the original, the OG Andy? Um, I'll have to go and watch that <laughs> later. I've been too busy messing around with uh, with OBS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Poon Ninja pointed oh. out that this might be the episode in which we give away an Ibanez Pier. Is it the episode, Dan? Unfortunately, not. Damn. <laughs> but nice try, Pooh. Nice try. Nice try. Yeah, yeah. Um, for me, I kind of got out of it with with gear news this week because my my kids have been off kindergarten and they've been at home and I've been mainly singing "If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands" all week, which is ironic, <laughs> very ironic. <laughs> you know the the odd wheels on the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, so uh, that's kind of me done for gear news. Um, have you got any more gear news, Dan? No, not at all. Like, I mean, gear news, yeah, but not personal gear news. So we're a little bit like uh, meandering between the categories, right? Yeah. Well, are you talking about like? Would you like to? Um, I know that you've kind of got an uh, an, an NGD coming. Do we talk about that oh, yeah. this week? Oh, we can. I okay. mean, shall I send you a picture so you can post it? Well, let's see if I can oh, scrub OBS a bit more. Yeah, sure. Yeah, let's let's try that. So, all right, I can I can talk a little bit about that. So, I think last week we already teased that uh, I was about to buy an Ibanez artist, or I bought that Ibanez artist on that. Wait, wait, wait! I've got to I've got to so, play the video, the introduction that I made. I spent ages doing this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's four seconds of your life. Awesome. You're not getting back. All right. Sorry, carry on, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to pick up one comment from Nissan570 uh, who said, I've been with my wife for 20 years still hiding my guitars from her. <laughs> That's the spirit. That's the spirit. All right. <laughs> so I was, yeah, last, I was, I think last week I was talking about like that I just purchased a guitar. And um, since uh, currently the whole COVID situation is a little bit difficult with traveling, one of my colleagues uh, was uh, kind enough to travel and pick up that guitar. And it's a... AS100, and if Andy is able to put a picture 
in OBS, then you, all of you can yeah, see where, it. Where did you send it and, to me? Uh, WhatsApp. Oh. WhatsApp. And if you... No? Well, you know, WhatsApp no? is, is is being a bit of a, um, a pain at the moment. Shall I... How can, how can we make that... I'd just send it me straight through Skype, you know. Oh, Dan's okay, gone small again. It. Dan's gone small. That's bandwidth. Dan's gone big. I actually let me, let me, just figured out what that is. That is when I click off you on Skype and it gives me that little preview window up in the right-hand corner. And it's trying to, it's uh -huh. trying to mess around with that. Yeah. Um, right. So Guillaume's just said, while you're doing that, Guillaume's giving us more gear news. A new Rev, Rev 120 announced later today. Damn, where have I been? I've been too busy messing with this. <laughs> hey, Adam, I'm, I'm just going to talk to you a lot while Dan sorts his life out. And I blame Dan for my technical issues. <laughs> I don't know why. That's there funny. we go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So save. Right. Have that one. I wonder if I can drag it straight in. No, that'd be too obvious, wouldn't yeah. it? Let's let's give it a shot. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens. But that's what I call a single. Uh, what I call a single guitar because it, you better be single if you buy a guitar like that because you cannot put it down after you purchase it. I mean, really, it's going to jump on the top of the screen now. Look at that. Wow, there you go. So that baby was born in 1981. Best yet. And is uh, a made in Japan Ibanez acoustic semi hollow. Uh, maple body and the three piece neck made of mahogany. And the special thing about those guitars is they were made in Japan and they had all like the original specs, like a Super 58 pickup which is you know seen as one of the nicest pickups <laughs> yeah. you can imagine um what else um it's it's just like original like they built the guitars in the 80s it's even signed like originally signed by the by the head of the qc department back in the day in 1981 so it's a cool piece of gear and i always wanted to purchase a guitar that uh, was from the year i was born in but unfortunately they switched production so there are no super cool guitars that I desperately need. So I ended up buying a guitar that is uh, from the year that Andy was born in. There you go. Yeah, thanks for that. This is actually one of the guitars I've been lusting after. Like, searching a birth year guitar is always tough. I'll come back there. Hang on. I'll make this a little smaller and stick it down just up there. Look. Um, yeah, I've... Um, a 1981 was... Not a great year for, say, the big G, Gibson, and an interesting year for Fender, because they released um, the lead. I can't remember what it, what it was, but it wasn't very impressed by the 1981 offerings, basically. And then I found the AS100, and um, and now, obviously, I hate you, Dan. <laughs> you get to play it. Come on. That's true. I, I hope I get to play it. Um, we're asking, Rub Smoke and Source is asking, is it Nitro or Poly? Uh, I think it, it should be like a, a regular poly coating because Nitro, back in the day, I don't think they did that. Also, those guitars, they were made to be played. So basically, the Japanese guys always had the, had the opinion that those poly finishes, they are more dur much more durable, which is true. And they're easier to apply. Yeah, But we've seen lately, the, the great Tom Quayle just had an AZ guitar, which is a prototype that had a super cool Nitro finish. So it's possible mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, we'll see. I know it's a pain in the ass to be produced, so I wouldn't expect like big quantities. But I would never send ever when it comes to uh, to those kind of features because still, uh, um, nitro is a highly requested spec. 
follow those kind of players play guitars. Yep. That's nice. Though. All right. Love, lovely guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah. I almost had a new gear um, thing this week, which I should definitely not tell. <laughs> definitely not tell her. Um, <laughs> and I can I can say it now because it's not happening. I almost bought a clon. Lead one. Thank you, Saran, by the way. Um, yeah, I almost bought a clon in the sense that I sold a lot of stuff and am selling a lot of stuff. Because I figured that if I got a clon, then the price is only going to increase, right? So, I mean, I'm cool to buy a guitar and then lose a couple of hundred bucks on it when I sell it later, because I see that as renting a guitar. It's not a great business move, but but like if you wanted to buy an expensive guitar um and buy it used if you then sell it on a year later or you know a few years or even a few months you probably won't lose much depending on how the market is or how the apocalypse is going but <laughs> the clon surely um uh, is 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 usable right i mean that's a good investment back me up here depends on what you pay for it yeah, well, it depends on what you pay for it. If you spend like 5K on a clone that's got like a lot of dents and scratches, it's probably not a great investment. But if you find one for 2K or 3K, go for it. Mm. Um, I, I found one. Well, it didn't happen, and it's not happening at the moment because dun, 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 there was a scam. Some guy on in Germany's eBay Kleinanzeigen, uh, the classified <laughs> ads, you laughing at my Austrian German, Daniel? I find it so cute. That's so süß. <laughs> it's so süß. Ah, so süß. Um, yeah, some guy was selling a, a clon on there, and then actually, Dan, it was you that saved me because I was all geared up and I've been talking to this guy, ready to buy this clon. So, saved up all the money, was so excited, and then um, you sent me the link on Reverb. What about this one? And it was exactly the same photo. So I contacted the guy on Reverb and said, hey, you the guy that's on eBay? And he said, no, but that's the photo that I definitely took. So he sent me more photos of the pedal in the same setting, and it's the same pedal. And the guy on eBay suddenly went silent um, <laughs> when I asked there him for go. more photos. And um, it's not a great story, but it's it's kind of a story of me almost getting duped out of 2,100 euros. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it's a great lesson to take from. It's what I do when, when I have like a substantial investment that I want to make over eBay Kleinanzeigen. I always request like strange perspectives or strange details because then you can actually tell if the seller has got the product with him or not. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like the, the battery compartment. Oh, you know, you can just invent any kind of reason why you want to see the battery compartment. But if he can take a picture of it, he's got the product with himself. If not, you better, you know, leave him be. Don't spend the money on PayPal because oh, they clever. will they will reimburse you. Yeah, they, I mean, PayPal will reimburse you, but it's so much paperwork. Come on. And never pay via PayPal friends. Not a good idea. No, definitely not. Um, even if they request it, they say that's the only way. It's one of those things that if it, if it seems too good to be true, then it, it is. <laughs> or isn't. <laughs> Whatever the right I'm answers. just reading through I'm just reading a couple uh, through a couple uh, replies. Uh, just joined and I see a nice old Ibanez artist. Yep. <laughs> I think he's talking about you. Uh, ba boom. Yeah, bam. 
Then there's uh, Grena Kichu Guitar. The guitar. Do you sell your stuff on Vilhaben at AT? Yes, Where do you I sell do. Your stuff? I do sell my stuff. I sell my stuff anywhere on the street corner, um, out in the in the garden, anywhere that's willing to sell enough stuff to get me uh, money for Klon, a real one. But um, Vilhaben.at is the Austrian uh, gum tree or something like that. So it's another classified ads. It's pretty good. Um, they keep changing things. So as with always, you know, when, when people <clears throat> try to make <clears throat> things better, they tend to make it worse first. <laughs> so yeah, um, Wilhaben, if you, if you search for badly written German advertisements for guitars, you'll find my stuff. Um, <laughs> I thought about putting stuff on Revo cause that seems to be the, uh, the sort of trend at the moment between YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. Um, the truth is, to, to everybody watching, and to you, Dan, and, and Daniel know this, is that when I do gear reviews, um, some of the stuff I dig so hard that I, I can't part with, like some some guitars, some pedals, whatever it is, um, a handful of amplifiers. But sometimes um, I think I'm never going to use it again, or I have something that does that better, or that's really a big amplifier, I can't have the space for it. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I do sell it, and um, it's part of part of my job. And when I do, I sell it on for quite a good price as well, because you know I, I I'm getting shouted at to get it moved out of the house. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I sell on there. I I have sold or tried to sell on Reverb before, but it um it didn't work out. Uh, so I stopped that. And Facebook as well, Facebook Marketplace. Uh, that's been very successful for me. But here's the thing with reverb. I'm I'm really having the the impression that the significance of reverb, especially in Europe, is increasing on a daily basis. I see more and more dealers like promoting their stuff on reverb. Yeah. There are the assortment of, of of gear per dealer has has grown so much within the last couple of months, especially during Corona times. So that's kind of interesting to see that that kind of. Uh, paradigm shift of where you sell your gear is, is kind of happening in Europe now too because in the states I think it's already like over it has overtaken the the usual you know use section of, of a guitar center or the mama papa store around the corner I think so it's just yeah, yeah. you can do it on your phone and suddenly you can have a, a clone or an yeah. Ibanez AS100 or yeah, yeah it's, it's, we're in the you know the Amazon generation now where you just swipe and I, I looked at the amazon thing today it took me three clicks of my phone to buy something mm -hmm. I, I clicked amazon i clicked the thing that i wanted which just happened to be in my uh my saved things and i clicked buy now and it's getting delivered tomorrow and i still am impatient so. <laughs> <laughs> send a drone send a drone i'll stand in my garden <laughs> um yeah i think it was buzzle that raised a point in in the chat that um do clones have a ceiling for the price you know because yes prices will increase and they they have been increasing and the pedal that i'm looking at um has been increasing from about 1500 euros to 2500 euros in a year um mm -hmm. but it was a non-horsey and I think that the, the horsey ones are, are more rare, apparently, and therefore fetch a prettier price. But they're already at about 5K. Mm -hmm. 
And my gut says that you're better off picking up the less expensive ones if you're looking to invest. You know, it's a terrible reason to buy a pedal. Awful reason. Um, spend 2,000 euros and then maybe you'll get 3,000 back in a year, you know? You're an investing kind of guy, Dan. What 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 say yep. you? What say you? What say you? Uh, hmm, that's a good question. I mean, it, the market always, you know, has the same principle. It's supply and demand, and where where those two curves meet, that's where the the price is happening. So, I don't, I don't see any kind of like roof value happening because as long as people will be will be lusting after those kind of pedals, the price will just increase and. You know, at the moment, with with uh, with the lockdown situation, there are so many people that are learning the guitar, and they might turn into the next and the uh, next next generation of of guitarists that are looking for such a pedal. So as long as there is no big crisis or whatsoever, I don't I don't even see why a pedal like a rare and and uh, so like in so few quantity produced a pedal should be, yeah, have a significant price drop. I mean, it's crazy enough if we if we are talking about spending three or five grand. To invest in a pedal, it's insane. But on the other hand, I mean, if you spend two grand or three grand on your MacBook, you know, does it hold up its value? I don't think so. But the clone would probably hold the value. So that's a topic I'd love to to bring up in in the future in a future episode about um, the investment properties of digital equipment. So mm -hmm. buying a Fender Twin versus buying uh, I don't know something digital or something solid state digital model modeling um because of the computer side of it yeah and uh, that's a good point rub rub smoke and sauce makes one makes one very important point if you purchase stuff with the with the goal to sell it with a decent margin then you're an investor but if you're like buying stuff and you're holding on to it then you're a collector <laughs> and that's it or a loser <laughs> um, and I know which camp I sit at the moment. Well, good news is I am looking at a second clon right now because the way I see it, Dan, and this is my justification for this, and I'm not going to say it too loud in case I get heard outside of this room, but spending <laughs> spending that money on a pedal, right, and then getting a load of interesting content out for for you guys. It's not for me. It's for you guys. Okay, I'm not I'm not thinking about it for me. It's it's totally for for you guys watching the videos. There are so many pedals I can A, B against the clon and then possibly sell at a later date and then it's an investment. And then I've and then I've possibly made money, you see. There you go. I don't know. But yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Next week, shall we do a uh, investment episode and talk about that? Like uh, each of us is presenting a couple examples of gear that we think will explode in or not explode, but at least significantly increase in, in value. Because that's something that I wanted to do like all the time already. That sounds like a gambling episode. I like it. Yeah. All right. Um, I'd, I'd like to open that up to, to the people in the chat and the people in the social media element of um, our stuff is that mm -hmm. maybe they could predict some stuff we could talk about it you can send it to us uh guitar stories podcast on instagram and uh and we can we can do those things or we can put it in the chat now and and uh i'll get my secretary to um make some notes <laughs> or dan can do it <laughs> i'm just frightened to touch the computer at the moment in case dan gets big again or small 
Um, <laughs> Poo Ninja has brought up something very interesting, which we will have to talk about in that episode, is that the 2022 used market will explode with gear from people who gave up, I believe he wanted to type there. So the guitar is a very easy instrument to pick up and rock out within the mirror and um, get some instant gratification from. But when you hit that F bar chord, you know, it's times like that that some people don't have the motivation or weren't taught properly or just don't have the time to put into the athletics of being a guitar player. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's that's very interesting. I think 2022... I think PA speakers and stuff like that are also going to go nuts. But let's cover that in a, f in a future episode because um, I don't want to go too far into that because, uh, you know, we've 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 teased it a little bit. Um, and I, ha I have an example as well. Remind me, I have an example of something I bought that I managed to double. I got I doubled Ooh. my money, Dan, and that's always good. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe include the times when I halved my money as well and, and quartered my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing with, with with buying gear is if you if you invest in entry level gear, it doesn't hold the value at this like on an equal level like a high end or mm -hmm. very rare instrument does. So basically, limited editions are always a great investment. Spot models, great investment. Rare colors or just simply guitars that have been produced over a very short amount of time, like a very short period. I mean. It sounds pretty logical, but often people overlook that that fact that uh, if a, like even a, a let's let's take a Gem Seven V, that guitar has been produced for twenty six years in a row. Yeah, that's not that's not a great investment. It's an amazing guitar, but you will find those all over the market for the next twenty years. I'm so just writing some messages to uh, to remind myself of, of stuff. Um, Amanda's leaving. <laughs> She's got the kids coming up from school. Oh, dear. Have a great day, Hello. Andy. Dan, enjoy the day. Bye-bye. Chat. Bye. Um, that was a very mean bye-bye. Goodbye. Have a wonderful day. I think, um, I think we should definitely, definitely move on to gear of the week. Is it happening? Apparently those are a little bit loud. I do apologize for that. I'll warn you next time it's coming to just sort of take your headphones out. I will fix that in the future. Apologies, apologies, apologies. Uh, yeah, gear of the week, Dan. Um, yep. Got any? Tell me. What do you want to talk about? We had several several topics. Yeah, I mean, with with me, it's it's a pedally kind of week for me. Okay. Um, I received a nupple. A nupple. A nupple. A couple of nice <laughs> fuzzes. <laughs> uh, again, I've got more fuzz on the go. Um, I'm way behind. So when I say like gear of the week for me personally, it means it's arrived at my house about two or three weeks ago and I finally got around to you know getting my hands on it and getting my dirty mitts plugged into it. And um, mm -hmm. I got the, uh, what's it called? Um, the stuff from KMA Audio Machines. I can't even remember what it's called, but it is a space-time continuum kind of thing. Um, it's like some massive... It's a Cirrus. And they've just released... Um, uh, the Cirrus is... Let me look. Let me look. I'm bringing it up right now. 
Um, they've just released a special edition version, a limited edition version. Uh, I saw it out today, but this, the one I've got, is not um, limited edition. It is indeed a delay and a reverb. Uh, it's just nutso. It's just, it's got so many switches, so many knobs, and um, I love it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but it's one of those pedals where I just plugged in and got a load of weird sounds, and I'm wondering how the heck I'm going to do a video for it because I, I genuinely do not know what I'm doing with it. Um, I think I showed it point. yesterday, but it's 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 yep. going to be a challenge and certainly a challenging view to watch that video. There we go. So <laughs> to to watch it or to make it to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's just there. It's oh, now there covering my face. It's the Cirrus Spatial Temporal Modifier. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Wow. Look at all those knobs and switches. So I don't know what any of them do. Uh, there's an expression pedal input as well. Uh, Guillaume in the chat says the Cirrus is such a great uh, ambient pedal. And yes, I agree. I got some wonderful ambience and nutty sounds out of it. Um, so far, I've just plugged in a Strat into my Deluxe Reverb and noodled and mm -hmm. ah, it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful it's not a new pedal by far it's been out for a while but it's um it's new for me mm, it's wonderful pretty cool yeah and it's yeah. it's quite um quite pretty as well not not that that should matter as a as a uh, live gigging musician would that be a pedal that you would use in a live setting or is more like the experimental pedal if you're looking for sounds um i think Live, if you were, I think I see some people were like with the looper pedal doing live stuff and ambient stuff. Um, I say yes, me personally, probably not. Um, mm -hmm. because I'm I'm more rock than that. Not that you can't use right. use this for rock, but what I mean is that I I'm more sort of power chord, you know, thrash it out and sing at the same time kind of guy. So. So yeah, um, it's not, I can't say it's not for me, that's not fair. But um, it's certainly for me when I'm on my own. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What about you, Danny? Are you into ambient music at all? Uh, well, I like playing around with, with stuff like that. But here's that's that's why I was asking. I'm always having like, a, I'm kind of strict when it comes to differentiating between the pedals that I can really use live. And these have to be like, you know, you basically you have to have like two or three sounds that you can dial in like spot on mm -hmm. every time. Whereas if it's too complex, it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to really use that as a anything else than just like an experimental pedal to to find and create sounds. So um, Strymon Timeline is a great example. I mean that pedal is so powerful, but I feel like I've barely scratched on the surface of that because it's got like two or three like go-to sounds that I prefer, those kind of dotted quarter or dotted eighth notes and stuff like that, that, you know, give you that kind of tapey sound, you know, mm -hmm. like echo tape back in the days, stuff like that, or like a regular echo. Um, but I don't know, it's got limitless options. And uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to really navigate through that, especially in a stressful life situation, because if you, if you have to nail the tone, and you have like 10 minutes before the gig starts, you don't want to, you know, joke around with with different yeah. settings, not finding what you're looking for. Yeah. 
I just I think what I'm trying to say is I think the pedal's wasted on me. I think that um, I'm quite happy with my my Strymon Flint and the reverb uh-huh. and the tremolo on that just does everything I need for like a clean stuff kind of sound. But I would love I would love to be in a musical situation where I could use the Cirrus musically would have people listen and enjoy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's um, that's something I'd love to be in. And there's a bar in Vienna. Um, maybe it's still still there. I don't know. It's called The Loft. And that's kind of a cool little bar where I think I could plug that in with a Strat and pluck a string, walk away, and, and come back in a minute or two. And, you know, people would still be enjoying themselves. Mm. But, uh, yeah, cool. I, I'd like to, to set something up. Maybe you've just inspired me, Dan, to... Uh, to put to put together an ambient um one note nice. per song outfit question have you have you ever done a live review like on, on a live stream is that like something that would like from a technological standpoint would be doable to have like good audio and stream that yeah um well thanks to uh the the technical side of it, which is super boring if you're if you're a guitar player and not into other techie stuff but i've got the atem mini pro which allows me to switch mm-hmm. between four cameras. It's got, um, I can route audio through that live. And I have done, um, I did some stuff with the, the Kurt Cobain Jagstang, the Fender Jagstang mm-hmm. live where I took it apart and we had a, a jolly old chat. Um, and as far as I know, that worked well. And then I did the the Spark unboxing uh, live recently, the Spark from uh, Positive Grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't monitor the sound, so of course, I'm at the very beginning of my live streaming life and I'm learning so much and this this year is the perfect year to do it because um people got time and um mm-hmm. yeah it, it's I think it's pos- possible it means I can't hide my dodgy playing which I don't really tend to hide anymore I, I really enjoy it what I mean my videos are kind of live anyway Danny it's like it's very important for me for people to see the react the reactions otherwise mm-hmm. I think it's a bit empty a bit soulless and yeah, um, yeah. if if people want pro demos and stuff and pro reviews, then they go somewhere else. And hopefully, when people come to me, they come to me for you know a little bit of my opinion and um, and my experience. And then it seems to work. You know, it seems to seems to be. I have fun, and when people watch and we join in, you guys have fun talking now, breaking the fourth wall and all that. Uh, yep. <laughs> Kenna is asking, how's the gigging in Austria? Uh, he's in Austria, he's new to the scene and doesn't know what to expect. Of course, when the pandemic is over, uh, anything I should really know before engaging in band activities? That's a whole other topic, but to kind of put that in a nutshell, um, one thing that's weird about Austria is they may only book a band once per year, maybe twice if you're very, very lucky. So a venue will only book you once or twice per year which for me is very odd coming from the UK and having regular slots at regular bars, you know, no more than once every two months, but certainly having a circuit that you go around and you back there and you say, hey, we'll see you in a couple of months. Bye, beer, good night, you know. Uh, and in Austria, it's very, very different. I said, we'll see you next year, by which time they've forgotten <laughs> you, and uh, which is sometimes an advantage, but <laughs> um, it's a shame when people are, when are you playing next? Oh, next year. <laughs> um but yeah vienna's cool um there's some i'm at, i'm in the countryside so there's some great stuff going on here but it's mainly people drinking a lot and asking you to play songs they can dance to which is absolutely fine by me 
Um, I was about to quote some. Have you heard of Herbert von Goysen, Dan? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, I don't know how far spread he is, but if you've never heard of Her Herbert von Goysen, he is my favorite Austrian artist, and he is very, very cool and releases some some great pop tunes, but also some stuff with great, great lyrics. Um, yeah, like, let me type in a song recommendation. Um, uh, Hubert van Goysen, Brennen to its squid. Brennen to its squid. Yeah. yeah, it's really good stuff. Um, his music, I'm starting to understand some of the lyrics as well, and it's, it's really quite poetic. It's beautiful. Any road, enough plugging another musician on the old Austrian side of the podcast. Um, hey, Rondo Bondo's just come into the chat. And uh, oh, thanks for typing that in there, Dan. Well done. Um, it is so hot in this room. I've got lights uh, abundance, and my, my PC is racking up some temperature from us doing this live stream. So <laughs> I, I'm having a good time. I feel like I'm in some kind of Swedish uh, sauna. <laughs> yeah, I, I would recommend that. And, and um, the Hubert van Gogh is in Brandon Twitch Squid. Uh, watch the video. Don't just listen to the to the track. The, the video is good. Um, yeah. So regarding gigging in Austria, I can't really advise at the moment. But beforehand, it was tough. There's not a lot of support for homegrown music in Austria. Sadly, because there's some great musicians here. Yeah. All right. Um, when do we move on to the main topic, Dan? We've got one topic where I've got some flashy graphics for. It's not uh, really you need the, the video? Topic. Yeah, I mean, we don't really have a main topic today. The main topic is trying to get to the end of the podcast without breaking the setup. But <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, let's go to that. Let's right. go to that. Check this out. There we go. Oh, Dan's gone big again. I'll fix that. This is the birth right. of Steve Vai's Green Meanie. Dan, talk us through it. Yeah, well, uh, Larry DiMarzio just recently uh, released a super cool PDF that's basically giving you the rundown on the whole story of the birth of the Green Meanie. And that was basically what would become or would culminate in the jam guitar. That was a... The Green Mini was, I think, a Chauvel, Chauvel guitar, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and, and Vi modded the hell out of it. Like, he removed wood at the bridge position to have those kind of recessed, uh, recessed uh, space for, for the tremolo to go up and down. Um, and he, like, yeah, he just tweaked it with the HSH configuration, all that stuff. And it's, it's a great read. It's like a, this is like the read command. You have to read this. If you read one gear related uh, article this week read this because it's uh made with a lot of love it uh has a lot of great pictures detailed images of the green mini and this is actually a guitar that ended up in the rock and roll museum so it's a uh, definitely a piece of history and it's so great that uh dimazio is sharing some more information about uh how the whole the pickup layout and also the sounds that we all know know and love nowadays how they ca uh, came about and it also features the, the the wiring scheme at the end of the article so it's super cool and uh, yeah it's so funny if you if you read that and you go through how many of those cool inventions and how many of those cool sounds have been created just by accident and they call it a happy accident and a new wiring and uh, the article says let me just quote a little bit of it um, Steve was working with Steve Blucher. He's like the, the pickup god at DiMarzio. Like he does all the great pickups. He did the AT1 with Andy Timmons. He does the work with Satriani, I think, and also with Vi. 
And uh, so he said, uh, while working on the guitar, Bluchers discovered that the original neck position humbucker had one shorted coil, but that the other coil was still producing output. And Vi kind of liked that sound, so he re requested to have that uh, split coil with the neck humbucker to go, you know, what, what we now know as the fourth position. Uh, he requested it, and they finally ended up using that, like, vision of Vi, what he wanted to have in the fourth position as the... Uh, what we now know is a prototypical sound that you get when you combine the neck pickup with the middle pickup. And that ended up in the jam, and that's the whole story. And it's it's super cool that DiMarzio is investing a lot of time and effort into like sharing those memories and sharing those little chunks of, of gear history with us. You've you've read it too, Andy. What what do you think about that? I did read it. I read it as soon as you, you sent it to me and um I loved it. I learned stuff, which I, I do also urge you to to go and download it. Um, I don't know where where can one download it from, Dan? I will post the link in the chat. Post the link in the chat right because, now. Uh, don't go read it now, of course. But the if if you're a Vi fan, it's a very interesting read. If you're a guitar player, guitar geek, it's also an extremely interesting read. I didn't know that the the recessed cavity behind the trem system you can see on screen right now, just behind. Uh, the Floyd Rose tuner adjusters. Um, I didn't know that that didn't go up. You know, I I knew I learned that that, that uh, someone invented something about it to, to actually bend up, but I had no idea that it was actually Steve Vai and he did it just by chopping out parts of a of a Charvel, because it seems so standard these days that it doesn't seem like there's a point where it didn't exist. Um, but my favorite part, as Dan's already mentioned, is the wiring diagram at the end because uh, it's super nerdy and geeky. And I don't know if it's actually going to come on the screen. There it is. So if I move that up there, that's the wiring diagram for the green mini. And um, yep. yeah, again, the fact that it was an accident is, is something quite beautiful to me because yep. <laughs> accident, like, accidents don't just happen, those sort of accidents like you wake up and you have that accident and you do something good it means for me it means they've been working super hard and super in detail i'm so long on this thing that sooner or later something magical happened and with the projects that i work on on projects i see other people working on it's often when things are just when people are just working and working and working that something happens that's unexpected and it creates magic and um for me that's what this is it's not just a an instant accident it's uh something that came out of toil and hard work mm -hmm. yeah, got off absolutely and, and because steve steve blucher he he kind of knew what to do when when by you know posed what he what he wanted to hear from the guitar and that that's what he just said it's the magic of having tens of thousands of uh hours of experience mm. When it comes to to you know creating sounds and pickups, and by the way, I, w I was about to share that link with you guys, but unfortunately, uh, YouTube doesn't let me post any kind of um, URLs. So what I'm going to do is I'll post it on my Facebook, so you can see it there. It will be a public post. Um, oh, cool! Check out that. There you go. And it's online. Help yourself. To his and PDF. give it a reach. Yeah, that's amazing. You gotta love Larry DiMazio for really like documenting all that stuff. 
And it, it doesn't That's seem amazing. like a like a marketing thing either. It certainly seems like they're actually trying to tell a story. You know, of, of course, yeah. it's a business, so they are trying to sell pickups and raise profiles, etc. But they're doing it in a very organic way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and to me, to me, it was really like the quintessential part sorry. of what this part. Sorry, what? My friends just my friends just sent me a, a WhatsApp joke that I have to interrupt the podcast to tell you <laughs> because it's so bad it made me snort. Um, may I? <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Oh goodness! He sent news alert, which which caught my attention because, of course, um, you know, two thousand twenty is just continuing to kick us in the bum. Uh, I might have to leave the podcast after this, Dan. You might have to take over on your own. A van carrying (laughs) a jazz quartet has collided with a swing band's tour bus on the motorway. Witnesses are reporting a massive jam. It's so bad. It's so bad. Yep. Yep. It is. And he knows I'm podcasting. He knows that I put my phone down. He knows that I would have seen that because it said news flash or news urgent news at the top. Graham, you're a bad man. <laughs> Apologies. Sorry. Sarang just ed- no worries. Sarang just added something. He says it was Grover Jackson's personal guitar that Steve borrowed. Ah. And never, I cannot see what, what's written in the ending. Never returned. Uh, I think it's uh, never returned. Yeah. So there you go. It's not a shop. It's Grover Jackson's guitar. There you go. But what I was about to say is that that this like those kind of eight pages or whatever it is, this is like quintessential what this podcast is all about. It's to share your personal guitar story or your, you know, stories. And and because it's such a beautiful topic and it's such a positive thing to deal with. Yeah. While I was reading that, I was having such a big smile on my face. I, I couldn't help. I was just, I was just learning, you know. I was like, mm, "Give me more info." So I was certainly enjoying yeah. myself, but it was like, "Okay, this is stuff." And I, I'm under the impression, or I used to be under the impression, Dan, that as as doing what I do on this channel, I have to know everything, you know. And years ago, I was mm-hmm. beating myself up over not knowing things. And of mm-hmm. course, now I'm, I'm older and wiser. It's impossible to know everything. Um, yeah, which is why you, Dan, are, are a specialist. You know, you know your Ibanez brand, excuse me, very, very well. Um, because you're surrounded by it day and it's your passion. But I, I couldn't, um, no one could be expected to do that about every brand and know everything all the time. And uh, yeah, so learning stuff for me is really super interesting because it's something I can, uh, in an ideal world, repeat down the pub and have people actually listen to me. You'll never guess, you know. <laughs> oh, Andy's talking guitars again. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it'd be more like, who's that guy talking English? <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. So please, people, give it a listen, or better, give it a read, and uh, share love. Like like Larry DiMarzio's post. He he's on on Facebook, so you can connect with him and like the hell out of his profile. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's great that. Um... There's so many brands like that and, and people of the older generation who did so many things many, many years ago are embracing uh, social media and modern technology and at least, and getting all these old little stories out of the woodwork. That's what I love. Uh, yep, it's it's happening happening all over the place and uh, that's our one of the week.
right? We um, shall we give away something? Yeah, we should give away something. Let's give away a peer. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't do that. All right then. All right, not this week. Maybe next week, hey eh, Dan? <laughs> nice try. But we could do the hoodie. Woohoo! The hoodie. All right. Um, yep. We gave away last week a drop, uh, which is the I don't have it with me anymore because I've been using it upstairs. But we gave away a drop to Sarang finally because you guys in the chat were so beautifully wonderful that you fought over who deserved it most. Uh, did Sarang <laughs> getting in contact? And has said drop been sent out? If not, Sarang, there is a drop awaiting you. Please contact us on Instagram, the Guitar Stories Podcast, or write to me personally. There's my email address in the About section of the YouTube channel. We'll get that drop out to you. Um, today, Dan, you've been so nice as to steal a hoodie from work, I believe. <laughs> I didn't steal it. Uh, Ivan has kindly provided it to us for the show because they like what we do. And if you don't mind, you can share actually a picture so that people can see what it looks like. I could, yeah. Um, it would require me to have been ready for that. <laughs> Give me a sec. Yeah. So, um, can you see the comment from Valeria in the chat while I while I while I do that? Yeah. What did she say? She wants extra points. She... All right. For suggesting that it, the hoodie, and I, I I think she deserves exactly twelve internet points. All right, there it's it is. Like twelve karma points, right? There it is. Cool. Oh, it's a PNG. So Look, it's now tra transparent. Look at that. Woo! Yep. I'm gonna yep. put it on Dan. That's what Dan looks like with the hoodie. There's me. <laughs> There's Dan. <laughs> I'll stick it in the middle uh, for a moment. <laughs> That's quite nice. But I know what you're thinking, everybody. I, 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 you're yeah. thinking, what does it look show, like show. on the back? <laughs> there. Look at that. Yeah. So. Uh, thanks, Sarang. Email me, please. Oh, okay. My I broke my phone this week, so anyone that did message me on Instagram, uh, I have not responded because I had no phone, and now I have no excuse. Um, <laughs> Ibanez hoodie. That looks pretty. That must cost a lot of money, Dan. Yeah. Or is it possibly? If you if you had to buy it. Yeah. So it does. Um, how are we going to give this away? Maybe with a Ibanez related question. Oh, how about that? Marvelous. And then right. how are we gonna Maybe. how are we gonna give it away? Are they gonna answer something in the chat or? Yep, correct. And the first one who's got the answer precisely correct will get it. Okay, then how, I'm gonna hide the sound? hoodie so we can see the chat. Um, if I, All I'll, right, I'll put the hoodie just over here. So get your Ibanez brains on. Mm -hmm. And just just to confirm, right. we did not earn any money from doing this. Or did we, Dan? No, not at all. Damn. It's just. All right. Can I get a drum roll before I pose the question? All right. Here's the question. What are the three limited colors of the new Pia? That is hard, but you can Google it. Let me know. Are they <laughs> like I said, the I'm chat? very picky. It's got to be precise. Yeah, just put it in the chat. Okay, it's got to be precise. I'm going to go for... Uh, I'm not allowed to play, am I? I don't, I'm not allowed to win the hoodie. This is this sucks. Um, <laughs> David said, please don't do a model number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, can you share that amazing... Can you share that amazing meme? 
that, that Brian was posting. Yes. Um, let's let's get to the competition I... first. Send it to me yeah, and then yeah. I'll post it. Crap Guitar Share oh, says go. pink, gold, and green. Uh, Sarang yeah, is in there. Precisely, yeah. That, Panther, we have a winner. pink, winner, envy, winner, green, and sundew, gold. That is correct. We have two people saying that. we got Krena and Sarang. And... I don't know, Dan, it's, it's your sponsored competition. Do we let Sarang win well, we, two weeks in a row? Well, he at least he got it. <laughs> Valerius got it right, too. He can decide if he wants to have the hoodie himself or if he wants to give it to someone else. But he was the first one, right? Okay, those are the rules. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Come on, buddy. Yeah. Um, so that was quick. That was super quick. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even in alphabetical order. No, yeah, it isn't. And it's correct. I mean, it's not pink panther. It's panther pink. It's envy green and sandu gold. What's your favorite, Dan? Whilst we right. um, whilst we argue about this, what's your favorite color, Pia? Uh, style wise, I think I'm I'm a little bit torn between the green and the pink one. Mm-hmm. Um. I love the Sundu Gold too, but uh, it's a little bit less vibrant. Mm -hmm. You know, from a style, from a stylistic point of view, I even like the, the the golden one more because it's like got that overall look that's just pretty cool. Whereas uh, the pink and the green one can look a little bit too colory, a little bit like if a child painted a guitar <laughs> at some point. Um, but what is interesting about the guitar is that uh, the green one will probably be the one that's produced the most because so many people were asking for it. And uh, Ibanez has been producing, you know, as many guitars as people have been requested during a certain period of time. So there will be there will be definitely more Envy Green guitars floating around than Panther Pink and or Sandu Gold, which is interesting if you're considering uh, uh, used prices. You know, if you if you think it's an investment, you probably go for any color but green. Yeah, I would go for the gold. It's classy, yeah. Super classy. Um, news yeah. from the chat. Sarang has said that the hoodie should go to Valeria if we agree. And Valeria, Sarang, it is not up to us. It is up to the winner, Sarang. So I believe that hoodie should wing its way to you all the way in Chile, if I'm correct. Is that correct? Valeria, I think you're in. I think you run the Gemmajura Chile um, Instagram, if I remember rightly. So... Oh my goodness, we just got a super chat. Awesome. <laughs> Constant Crispel. Thank you so much. I wish I'd set something up to celebrate that, like some kind of amazing, uh, um, what's the word? Sound. Or I'll, um, I'll, um, I'll play you a note on my Hofner bass. <laughs> Incidentally, yeah. That was what originally played on a Rickenbacker, but that's the only one I know. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, the rules are rules, Krenna. Rules are rules. It's going to Valeria Soto in Chile. So, right. Dan, um, how does she get in contact with you? Sarang, thank you. You are a wonderful person for sharing that. And once again, we have wonderful people in the chat. Now, she can just send me like her address on Instagram. Mm -hmm. To you personally, oh, or to the Guitar Stories podcast? Uh, 
whatever she prefers. Okay, it's, it's got to be precise, Dan. Come on, Deutschland. All right, send it to Guitar Stories Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and to the people that didn't win, especially a fellow English speaker in Austria, there's always next week. Oh, yeah. Um, we actually, we're trying for the whole of November to get this podcast polished and, and improve the experience for everybody, get guests on, get live guests, maybe bringing people from the chat into the video section. But we have to get it done by December because in December, we will have a sponsor, Dan. No way. Said sponsor will be sponsoring the show and giving stuff away, possibly on a weekly basis to the viewers in the live chat and listening to the audio version because we can't just keep giving stuff away to the people in the live chat because that's you know it's not fair for the people to listen on the audio version a few days later and um we don't upset anyone do we so um yeah we're going to be giving stuff away that's... i don't want to say who news. it's from but it's it's pretty cool stuff um we're starting starting small hopingly one day getting to the pier <laughs> if we ever if we Full ever circle. give away Full an circle. Ibanez peer, we know we're doing something right. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh man, I, I would love to get Pia, the 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 wife of Steve Vai, on this show. I'd love to talk to her um, about that. I tried, I tried back in in January, but it didn't happen. Um, one day, mm -hmm. maybe we get the real peer on the show. That would be amazing. <sighs> so. Um, Valeria is our winner. Um, I am absolutely exhausted. Me too. Um, we had a comment section button that we probably should have looked at the comments from last week. I'm amazed that we've made it this far in the evening because we started late. Sorry, sorry, sorry for that. And it's totally the gremlins, which boils down to it being my fault. And um, <laughs> Dan, this is where you say, no, no, Andy, no, really. <laughs> yeah. No, it was all my all my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, but um, <laughs> I've saved the OBS settings. Yeah, I don't know good. why it went all weird earlier on. But uh, we spent half an hour of Dan saying, "Can you hear me?" and me going, "What?" So I'm amazed that we got here eventually in the end. I must say, Dan, you're looking wonderful today. I was, your... I was, I was doing this all the time to make sure we're in sync. Finger up, finger down. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Sarang has messaged us or me on Instagram. I will get down to that so we get this um, this drop out to you and I'll pass it on to the people that uh, manufacture the drop. Dan, you're going to cool. sort Valeria out with a, I said, a triple XL hoodie. <laughs> so you can use it as a tent in summer. <laughs> um, I'm guessing Valeria <laughs> is not a triple XL, but um, uh, I think that yeah. might fit me. That would be nice. <laughs> What's coming up in your week, Dan, in the world of guitar? Anything exciting apart from your AS100? Uh, well, we're in, oh, and this is inside information, we are in deep preparation for the 2021 releases. Uh, like I said, there will be some sneak peeks already starting from December. And due to COVID, it will be a long period of product releases, not just on January 1st. And luckily, we have the chance with this live stream and with the podcast to maybe check out some products in a very timely manner and also have reviews on your channel, which will be pretty nice. So are you talking Ibanez exclusives, Dan? Possibly. Couldn't possibly, we'll couldn't possibly imagine. 
<laughs> well, I'm very excited. I've got some. Uh, I've got a selection of amps that I've not really played through much yet, and you can see them behind me if you're watching this on the video. There's the Orange uh, Rocker 15 Terra, which I've only played through for about five, ten minutes, and it is oh, wow. phenomenal. And there's this beautiful amp sitting there waiting for me, and I've got all this video stuff to edit, and all my kids are off kindergarten at the moment, so I'm not having that much time. It's a beautiful lamp, and next to it is the Engel Fireball, Fireball 25, and I've only had half an hour with that. So I'm bringing you amp stuff. I've got the Spark from uh, Positive Good. I've got more stuff coming up with that. I've got a modified Katana Air from Boss Video coming up. Uh, I've modded the Katana Air. Um, maybe you can guess what I did with it, but... Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Um, and if you've got a katana, there's more katana content coming for you because I've found some more stuff about that wonderful amp over there. And um, I think that's about it. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. That's a lot of stuff happening. Yeah, I excite. I excite. <laughs> ah, and um, oh, I tell you what we did, Dan. Dan, we are fools and idiots covered in a stupid covering. We didn't talk about right. Mandalorian. Probably for reason. We didn't talk about Mandalorian. How did you how do you like the last episode? Hate's a strong word. So I won't say hate, <laughs> but disappointment. I disappoint. Yeah. I disappoint, um, yeah. I feel the same. I hope I, I really hope that uh, the child doesn't you know become some some sort of weird space Pikachu that is just like a a permanent fun relief character mm. for for the Mendo because uh, like we've seen on the in the Mathorn episode it you know it's got its moments and those moments they are very very instrumental to the whole series yeah. to to give it the importance that it actually has. You egg-eating psycho yeah <laughs> he's a killer he's a killer yeah i mean uh, here's the kind of, the the kind of go to oh we haven't got a story this week so we'll just you know throw baby yoda in there but um yeah. no we nobody missed the mandalorian talk we just didn't talk about it probably because my brain has pushed it out of my memories um if you haven't seen it so far apologies but uh, what are you doing with your life you know come on it's a few days later i think we can put some spoilers in um, it ain't that good. It is not that, especially when it's juxtaposed to the, the previous week's episode, which was oh, yeah. so so good, oh so good. Yep. However, uh, when I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be a Mandalorian. I've decided. <laughs> it's just it just looks cool. It's just so cool. I saw that I saw that amazing meme saying like, how men are supposed to dress from society and you had you know the tie and the suit and then how men want to dress and then you had the mandalorian with its glorious armor and it was just so nice to see that because this is probably how everyone who's into the series feels like <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. yeah i'm no, not so I'm, much I'm into psyched. the fighting I'm, I'm really no not so much into the fighting i don't think i'd last very long as a, as a fighter but i'd like to look cool whilst okay. going down you know uh, but you got all all the fancy all the fancy tools like the the whistling birds and uh like kind of yeah waste wasted on, wasted on me dan wasted on me i'm a lover not a fighter <laughs> you're the peaceful mandalorian i've actually got more in common with the child than i have the mandalorian 
<laughs> and I really like eggs. <laughs> ah, Studio Himil has just joined us right at the end. And uh, he said that he still liked The Mandalorian. We learned where he stands with the new government. That's a good point. Story-wise, um, fair enough. We learned from uh, yeah. from those two guys that saved him. Ah, spoilers. Saved him at the end, which, again, poor writing. Poor writing. I hate it when, when just the hero comes in from nowhere and, and suddenly saves the other heroes. Oh, really? You know, <laughs> I thought that was poor writing. But, um, yeah, probably did a better job than uh, than others would have. Yeah. But the good thing is it leads the way to the third episode. And I think it's pretty much the same with uh, with the first season. You had, like, episode one to four that were introducing the Mando, the child and Cara Dune, and you had episode 7-8 introducing Moff Gideon, and the middle episodes, there were basically fillers. And I feel pretty much the same about episode 2 of right. the second season. It's it's like, it was a cool, like, eye candy-ish episode, but it didn't really contribute to the overall arc. Yeah. Yeah, as you, I think you, you texted me before I finished watching it and said, it's just filler, it's filler. <laughs> Oh, thanks, mate. Cheers. I'll enjoy the rest of my <laughs> rest of my Friday night. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, um, I apologize for the tardiness and lateness today and my certain lack of energy. I will be back next week um, with at least 20% improvement. I'm giving you that, Dan. That's, that's my promise to you. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks so much to all the guys in the chat. Uh, congrats to Valeria on winning the hoodie. There you go. And uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Share your guitar stories with us. Like our Instagram page and see you next week for another episode of the Guitar Stories live stream. Stuff's going to get loud. See ya. <laughs>